0: You can always tell when you're around someone that has positive energy. Today's guest has enough positive energy to fill up a room. Young Citizen is the rapper you should know about. He has an eclectic sound like no one else. Chris and I went to Catawba College together where he played football while also cooking up some of the dopest beats I've ever heard. Through the years, we have supported each other, so it's only right I have him join the podcast and talk about his journey in the hip hop game. He's not your typical rapper. He's a hip hop artist with substance, a producer on a mission, and a tastemaker in the industry. We talk about his days as an athlete at Catawba College, also his time in New York with a job that changed his life, and what it will take for Charlotte, North Carolina rappers to get the credit they finally deserve. This conversation definitely helps you get in tune. It should also be noted that Young Citizen and I's conversation was recorded prior to the untimely death of George Floyd and the countless others. Since then, Chris has made a concerted effort to use his platform to spotlight social injustice against the black community and emphasize that black lives matter.
1: Yo, Young Citizen, I need you to hop on this track. Are you down? Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's what's up. That's what's up. That's what I like to hear. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I have the one and only Young Citizen. Um, Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself to the
2: people out there. Yeah, what's going on is your boy Young Citizen. Why you want you to be exact? Born and raised in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. Hip hop artist, producer, songwriter, musician, all the above.
1: Nice. That's uh definitely a nice uh description of everything that you do within the music space. I was actually going to ask, who are you? Like where did you grow up? Uh were you born? You said you were born and
2: raised in Charlotte. Is that correct? Yeah, man. I was born and raised in Charlotte on the South side. Um I was like up until seven years old i lived um on the south side uh in a a condo with my parents and then we decided to move to the north side where uncc was and had a crib and all that stuff and um went to elementary middle and high school in charlotte uh i went to high school some years in charlotte and then my parents put me in a, uh, a private school in concord called first assembly christian and uh that's where I graduated high school from. But, yeah, man, uh, born and raised in the Queen City, man, like all my life. That's that's dope. Um, yeah, and obviously I was in Charlotte for a while. It's rare that – well,
1: I, I don't like to say that it's rare because depending on where you live and depending on who you interact with, it depends yeah. on the people that are born and raised in Charlotte because there are a lot of people that are there that are born and raised that, that rep Charlotte. Um, can you kind of speak to your music background and, and your love for music? Where yeah, did that come
2: from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was younger, you know, my parents fed me, you know, old school music, man. Like, my my pops introduced me to Earth, Wind & Fire, Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, even on the gospel side, Fred Hammond. Uh, We used to listen to a ton of Fred Hammond on road trips, man. I'm just like, good gracious. (laughs) But uh, yeah, it started out, man, just just being surrounded by music. Both my uncles are musicians. Uh, My mom's brother is in the music industry currently still. And my dad's brother is a music teacher. uh, So that, those, you know, those two inspire me a lot. Um, My uncle, my my mom's brother currently lives in uh, California. um, And he has a company with three other guys where they literally produce the soundtracks for some of these major films that people have gone to the movies to go see. Um, I know one movie that he, that they did several years ago. I I think it's called Point. I think it's called I think he's either called Point Break or Break Breaking Point. I don't know one one of those, but mm-hmm. um, but he's he's done that stuff. Uh, he's he's worked for Universal Records, um, so a lot of inspiration came from there. Of course, my my dad's brother lives in Charlotte, and he's again he's a music teacher. He would let me come to his house. He has a little studio in his crib and started making beats and stuff over there. Then when I got to high school, that's when uh, that's when I was that's when I discovered Neptunes. Uh, you know Chad Hugo and Pharrell and that's really when like things started really going for me like I really wanted to start making beats so I started using Fruity Loops and then listening to a ton of Neptune's tracks that they produce for other artists and then I started listening to a lot of N.E.R.D. and then yeah so that's pretty much where it all that's where that's where the main inspiration came from um, as far as being younger.
1: Nice yeah you actually uh, mentioned a lot of groups that I'm quite familiar with I remember Waking up early Saturday mornings, my dad would always have Earth, Wind & Fire or Confunction. I think that's like his favorite group, always blasting through the speakers. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, definitely remember those. Um, Obviously, being a Virginia native, I'm a huge uh, Pharrell and M.E.R.D. and Neptune's fan. So you definitely have the the right mix of um,
2: inspiration behind you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, man. And you being from Virginia, man, man, you you was in the heart of music, brother. Between yeah. Virginia, I think between Virginia and Detroit, man, that's where a lot of, a lot of, discoveries were made. Man, a lot of legends lived and started making music, bro. Um,
1: yeah, I, I, definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, I also wanted to talk about your, your schooling. Obviously, we know each other from college, but for the fans yes. and listeners that are out there listening, can you talk about your college experience at good old Catawba Cat U?
2: Yeah man so this is it's a it's a fun fact man but when uh when, I, when when I went to that Christian school in Concord for high school that's when I started playing I I only played 2 years of high school football and then um that's what got me into college so that's what got me into Catawba College uh so I played um I played 2 years of I then, so I played 2 years of high school and then when, when I got to Catawba and joined that join that team I played 2 years at Catawba and then I decided I just didn't want to do it anymore because it just wasn't fun to me and I wasn't trying to do anything with it anyway. So what ended up happening was I saw they had a music program. So I got involved with that and just declared my major um, music business. Got really acclimated and in deep into the music culture at Catawba and just really just, you know, made, made my appearance very clear. Like I wanted to just do everything. We, we, we built a studio from the ground up. I ran the studio. Um, I was the one when, when we always had concerts in those theaters, I was the one that would be the one, the main one managing all the equipment going in and working the soundboard and stuff like that. Um, but then that's when I discovered, you know, just continuing to make, to make beats and produce and, um, song, And that's when I started writing for myself and that's when young citizen really like became young citizen, man. Like people around campus would call me young city and all that. And then, um, that's when I got my first major beat placement, too. Uh, matter of fact, when I was a senior in college, I got my first major beat placement uh, with this artist named Nico. Um, at the time, he he had just started his own, like, his own, like, cult and culture. Um, it was under, like, uh, it was under Zebra Gang, Zebra Gang. But he he had, form, like, he had earlier, he had, um, he was rapping with Wiz Khalifa. So he was kind of discovered by Wiz Khalifa and then decided to do his own thing. Um, and that's when, like, Taylor Gang was, like, really, like, that's when everybody knew about Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, that's uh, that's dope. I actually remember my first time ever actually going
1: in a studio was actually, obviously, your studio at Kataba when my roommate at the time, um, Antonio Hall, shout out to Antonio if you're listening, he was rapper. I yeah. think he was going by Tone, TKO, I think that's what,
2: yeah. TKO, man, we bro, he used to knock on my door, but, bro, let me get in and record, bro. Yeah, and uh, we used to we used to have fun, man. It was it was him. We had who? Kemp, Kemp McSween, Um, it was some it was some other cats, man. Even uh even L.J. McRae, man. He used okay, coming yeah, yeah. to rap too.
1: Yeah. yeah, he used
2: to come in to rap, and uh, Roll would come in with him just to sit. This is big around the uh, just to be around everybody. But we man, we got some somebody somebody got them songs on. On the hard drive somewhere, cause I sure don't have. Yeah, them you got to find those. But those were some, those were some <laughs> dope. It was, it was a couple of the joints we that they that I recorded for them, that were like some bangers, bruh. But you know, they everybody got families now, so nobody's really picked up the yeah. mic, you know. lately. That's, so. that's
1: True. Um, and obviously, like you said, yeah. you, you played a little bit of football at Catawba, but you were primarily there for for music, and you studied music. And you studied yeah. music there. Are you doing what you
2: envisioned yeah. um, after you finish? Like, am I doing what I wanted to do after being? Yeah, out of pretty college? much. Uh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. So when I was a junior, um, I ended up getting the internship. Uh, so I ended up going to New York for the summer for three months. Live, I and at that time, my uncle was living in New York. Uh, so I ended up getting the internship at a major recording studio, right, literally a block away from the Madison Square Garden. I would always walk past it, going to uh. much going to work at the studio uh the studio is called Jambox studios and um i managed it booked all the sessions made sure just make sure each uh each room was clean and ready for the session clean the mics and all that stuff and i even got pro tools certified there so i took they they actually have a class that they teach uh that you actually like it costs a lot of money to pay for but since i was an intern I, i didn't have to pay for the class But I ended up getting Pro Tools certified, so I was able to work Pro Tools and did a couple of sessions there. And then when, uh, so during man, and that was a fun time, man. Like they're like family to me now. Like the CEO and his wife, like they're all family to me. Um, I had a I had a great experience being up there. And that's when, um, during that time, man, that's when Drake came out with Thank Me Later, his first album, and and this this is a crazy this is a crazy story at that time my uncle was working for viacom so he was like he was like a marketing executive for mtv and so drake's tour manager this is a crazy story drake's tour manager his name is jamil used to intern for my uncle when my uncle worked at universal records prior to that so one day jamil called my uncle was like, yo, man, we're in town. Drake came out, you know. Drake came out and Thank me later. We're doing a listener party at Flight Club, which is a, uh, which is a, the, which is a, um, it's, it's a yeah. sneaker boutique. So I was leaving the studio, um, after my, you know, shift, pretty much shift, and uh, my uncle called me. He's like, hey, man, like, have you ever heard of Drake? I was like, <laughs> yeah, bro, what are you talking about? He's like, oh man, he just came out with a, uh, with an album, man. You know, my, um, one of my buddies uh, is his tour manager, and they're doing a album release party at this uh at the sneaker store I was like he was like you want to go I was like yeah bro let's get it what you mean so we went there bro I met Drake Jamil and I don't know if uh Wayne is still working with this guy his name is Cortez but his real but they call him Tez. he was uh Wayne's manager but he was there I met him and it was just a crazy time, bro. So I was able to do that. I was able to go to VH1 Hip Hop Award, uh, VH1 Hip Hop Honors. Like, that whole summer was crazy, bro. Like, it changed my life. Um, but when I left, the studio was like, yo, like, why don't you come work for us? I mean, like, we want to hire you. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't enough for me to live, you know what I mean? And, and you know, when I when I look back at it, I'm just like, Dang, man, like if I would have had a different type of mindset, I probably would have just took that job and just grinded it out of there and just found my way. You know what I mean? Um, But looking back, you know, going out of college, if I if if I would have if I would have wanted to be in survival mode, I would have went up there and worked at the studio and just made a name for myself in New York City. Uh, But I came home and just wanted to just impact the city and then make my name here and then from the city build, you know, have a fan base here and then, you know, spread my wings out to different cities. So I decided to call my home, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing what I want to do, man. Um, you know, I'm producing for other artists, uh, writing for myself, you know, working on projects for myself. And, um, I even got into, uh, composing for movies. Um, I, last year, I ended up linking up with this, this great friend of mine. His name is Jason Hausman. Uh, he has a studio, uh, down in South end, he 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 mainly composes uh film and commercials, so we ended up doing a film last year. Man, we we ended up composing the entire like, um, an entire movie um that's being shot. I think I don't know I don't I don't know if I, if I'm supposed to say this, but he told me a couple of weeks ago that they're shopping that uh, oh, wow. with uh Sony right now. So we're just we're just trying to see what happens. It's kind of like a waiting game right now. So. But yeah, we did an entire movie. It was like an hour and yeah, five minutes. That's dope. I was, like, was going to ask, you mentioned
1: uh, obviously creating a name for yourself. Um, I was interested, how did you get the name Young Citizen? Like, where does that come yeah. from?
2: Yeah, it just came from uh, it came when I was I was like 16. Me and my buddies were riding around the city and, you know, they, they knew I was making music and they were just like, man, you got to come up with a name, bro. And I was like, all right. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a citizen in in this country, and we all young. You know what I mean. I, I don't. I don't really believe people are old. I believe everybody's young. So I just took the O out and just made it Y U N G, and uh, that's where Young Citizen just came from. Nice. Well, was just there any other names?
1: Just curious that you were kind of throwing around before you settled on that, or that's the first one that popped in your head? <laughs> and you're like I'm going with that.
2: We well, you know people used to call me like people used because because my real name is Christopher Williams. So, people used to call me, like, C-Dub and all that stuff. And I was like, nah, I don't want to be C-Dub. So, I just, just Young Citizen just came out. It just, it just flowed. And then everybody just kind of, like, you know, it, 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 you know, people just started calling me, like, Young Citizen, or they would be, like, City, or they'd be, like, Young, or something like that. And it just kind of, it just kind of worked. Also
1: wanted to know, obviously, like you said, you mentioned uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, Neptune's, and uh, and some other musical artists how would you describe your yeah. sound
2: i would say it's very complex and different um it's very impactful when when you listen to it you definitely get a feeling um i'm always focusing on just being different and creating you know i, I love creating what what's not the thing you know what i mean um you know like when you listen to the baby you hear a lot of those beats from other producers and artists i'm kind of like the same a little bit like with that with that hard 808 and like how it changes up and things like that like i try doing things that's not like the trend and then just bring in something different so that's 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 really how i like to like my sound. yeah i
1: definitely appreciate that obviously i've been a fan of your music throughout the years and i would definitely agree that you have a unique sound um it's definitely a um it's refreshing sound. You have a positive um, message when you when you're going through your yeah. uh, delivery and when you're creating your songs. Can you kind of talk about that as well? Because you definitely are one of the more um, positive and inspirational rappers that I that I would listen to. Yeah.
2: So I mean, as far as like what 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 what, what yeah, as, as far as like your content writing, and all your
1: song creation and just your thought process into kind of like making something that's yeah, more man. or less uh, gonna. Change the way you look on your outlook on
2: life. Yeah, for sure, man. I just like to focus on, especially when I'm writing my lyrics. I like to focus on like how it's going to impact the people when they listen to it. Can they relate to it? You know, can they can they think about it and be like, "Dang, man, I know exactly what he's talking about." I used to I, I used to be that same person. Or, man, listening to this, maybe want to go ahead and get get you know chase my dream and things like that. I like to tell real stories of things that I see. Um, you know, like right now I'm writing, uh, I just wrote a song last night about this kid, man. Um, he went to, uh, West Charlotte, played football. His dad never came to one of his games. And then like one day somebody came in and was like, Hey man, your father passed away. He didn't even know where his father lived, but his father literally lived across the street from the school. You know what I mean? I'm just like, man, that's crazy, bro. But so many people don't see their dads. You know, so many people don't 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 get to see their parents. Um, So, yeah, man, that's just I just like to write stories that are that, that you know, that are impactful and life changing.
1: Yeah, that's, so that's, that's really dope. And thinking. I definitely can tell you take the time to actually create these these concepts behind your music. I was going to ask, what does the creative process look like for you when you're creating a song or, or you're writing the hook for someone? Or, or like you said, you're doing some background music for a film.
2: Yeah. Uh I don't know man. You know, really you know, a lot of people ask me this, like, yo, how do you how did you come up with that? And I and I think <laughs> all the time, like, yo, I don't I don't even know. But I, I you know, it's really just just uh it's it's really training my mind, you know, just around like, okay, yeah, we have to create this, but it's really it really, you know, comes from me just having a routine every day. Uh in the mornings I like to have a routine where I wake up and I meditate, read you know, and just sit in silence and things like that. But that's programming my mind to be like, okay, cool. Like, let's get going. You know what I mean? And then when it's time to create, I like to get in the space where I'm just thinking about, okay, let me, let me just put myself in the picture of what I'm trying to create. Um, and then things just co- start just coming out. You know, when I, when, when, when I'm writing a song for myself, I don't just start writing lyrics. I just literally write what I want to talk about. So i, I write, like, if I want to write a song about about that kid, I I would probably just jot down, okay, the kid, da 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 da. Uh the kid was impacted by this. His father was never there. Da, 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 da. So I'll figure out ways to, to write around that and put it into like a rhythmic type situation. And when I'm producing for other artists, I'm I ask the artist, okay, what do you you know, what is what is the song about? And then sometimes the chords can be the mood. Sometimes the strings can, can create that impact sound that can make them feel the way they the way they want the song to go so it really just comes around just putting myself in the picture of of what the song is going to be about or what you know or or what the, the concept is going to be about when I was composing that film I actually they actually gave me a copy of the entire movie I was able to put the movie into my program and I was literally able to I was literally able to create as I was watching the movie with no sound um you know, no no sound in the movie, but just them. You know, you know, just the actors talking. Uh, but I was able to just watch it, and then I would literally just press the keys on what on what I'm feeling. It's almost or, like they you gave know, you like a watching. blank
1: canvas, and they gave you free reign to kind of create your own masterpiece.
2: Yes, that's exactly that's pretty much what they did, man. And it's pretty cool. Like, there's this program called Logic, and you're literally able to like it allows you to put the actual film inside Logic. And you could bring up instruments and literally create as it as the timeline is going at the same time. And I was like, man, like it was just mind blowing. Like when uh, Jason told me about that, because I yeah, that's dope. I've that, never done it before.
1: Yeah, that's dope that you're getting that experience, and then like, you're yeah, about to. Yeah. Uh, I guess obviously speak on how you were able to land that, but I think it's dope that you're extending your palette to do movies as well as um, film and other uh, avenues. Yeah, um, i was yeah, actually gonna uh, transition yeah. a little bit and talk about your your performances um do you remember your actual first live show with anything like eminem on uh, eight mile or how was it
2: i i i do i, I actually do remember it yeah <laughs> i don't know if you remember this artist man his name was uh jay real was, was jay, he from uh, did he jay go to the top yeah. remember him yeah yeah, yeah i remember, I, yeah, I remember yeah he jay mar he he was he was from J- yeah so you know he's a uh, He's a rapper now. Shout out, shout out to my brother, Jay Real, because we still talk on a on a weekly basis, keeping each other accountable. He's 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 doing some big things up in V.A., man. So uh, it started with him. man. so my senior year in college, we uh, we let's see what I had to do. I had to do a senior project and uh, my professor was like, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I kind of just want to do a project, produce the whole thing and then perform it. So I got with J Real and we did this collab project <laughs> called bens and Regrets," <laughs> which was wow. my first uh, my first recording project. We recorded it on campus, and then we ended up performing the entire thing uh, at Hedrick Theater. Man, that was my very first one, and that's when uh, that's when DJ Sir Charles uh, first DJed my show. Man, we started right there. But that was my my. Let's see. I would say my. My talent, as far as on stage, like that's totally different from what people see on stage now. And when I look back at, it, I'm like, damn, bro, <laughs> I was a hot mess on that stage, man. I was breathing hard. I couldn't even. I had to. You sit saw down. the footage of this? I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. I don't know if I have the footage of it. Any, I don't even know, man. But man, I was so tired, man. I was like, oh my god, like, how do people even do these these shows? You know, and so now, you know, when I have shows now, I make sure I'm mentally and like mentally, and physically prepared to like get on stage and do a an hour show. You know, I couldn't have done an hour show. Gotcha. And uh, I guess back then, so just kind of to paint a picture is the
1: what's the I guess what's like the big threat or what's like the big worry when you're on stage? Is it that the fans aren't going to know the lyrics to the songs? Fans aren't going to show up or you're just like, All right, I hope I remember my stuff or like what's going through your head?
2: I don't know. Really, I don't you know what's crazy. I you know people, you know people have asked me that. they're like how do you remember your lyrics? It's it's honestly muscle memory, bro. It's not even thinking what the words are. It's muscle it's is you remembering how you how you rehearsed it so many times. So it's just it's really muscle memory. Like I can literally hear a song from like 4 or 5 years ago, but I I, I remember how how I rapped it. I remember how I rehearsed it. But that's how, you know, that's how it is on piano. You know, people ask like, "How do you remember chords and stuff on piano?" It's really, it's really training. It's training your mind and your fingers on the piano. But in, with rapping, you're literally training your mind and your mouth. And it's just like, must remember me. So when I, before I get on stage, I get like a little jittery. And then when I get behind the mic and they start that music and the band plays, all that goes away. And so it's just me literally talking to the people in front of me. And I don't even think about their vibing or not because I just, because I, because it feels good to me. I'm, I'm just gonna do what I do. And, um, yeah, man, I don't, it's not really, it's not really like a a threat or anything like that. It's really, I don't even think about, am I gonna remember these lyrics or anything like that? There's, I mean, because there's been plenty of times where I've messed up and people never even noticed it. Um, and you just, and and, you know, you just keep going, but I do get nervous, like literally, yeah, I definitely I feel like that's probably normal. That's, I would, uh,
1: I would say that I would compare that basically to uh, jump ball and basketball, kind of having those butterflies in your stomach before.
2: Ball. Yeah. yeah, like right before the yeah. uh the ball goes up. But then when exactly. you start exactly um, I was gonna crazy. ask what's
1: the biggest show you've actually um I guess or the biggest crowd you performed in front of?
2: I I would say the biggest show I did was um I did breakaway festival in two thousand eighteen and that was probably the biggest stage I've ever been on. Um that was crazy. Uh I was in front of a lot of people, and it was just it was these huge speakers i <laughs> I felt the freaking bass hit my foot i yeah. like I've never even felt that before you know what i mean i I think another big show I did was uh I was on the bill with De ferrar at the at the rabbit hole that was a big show um that was a lot and that was a lot of different people too like that was his fan base my fan base and some other artists fan bases all together in one, in one room. Uh, that mm-hmm. was, that was another big show I did, man. I've, I've done, and then I've done so far sounds, of course. Uh, that's a, that's a pretty big platform. Uh, that's actually based out of, it's based out of the UK, but they're pretty big in uh, they're pretty big in New York, but I've done a couple of so, yeah, so far sounds and sounds shows. Obviously done quite a few shows and you've been able to kind
1: of build your brand and build your, your fan base, how do you go about building a buzz for your music? Cause I feel like right now everyone's jockeying for I'm dropping this mixtape or check out this song. Like how do you go about finding new fans and getting your music yeah. out there to the world?
2: Man, it really, it really boils down to the analytics. You got to see where people are listening to your music. So I like to go based off of my Spotify numbers. So when I, when I go into my Spotify analytics, I like to see RK where where are the most people listening to my music from, and um, surprisingly, bro, like a lot of people, uh, the 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 city that has the most listeners of oh, wow. listening to my music is actually in LA. Um, LA it's it's between like LA Chicago, it's between LA Chicago Charlotte, um, and Nashville. Uh, and so, literally, man, like when I'm posting stuff, like. I'll tag, I'll tag LA or Chicago or whatever in Charlotte. Um, but it's really just putting out continuous, uh, you know, footage and, and, um, and content, you know what I mean? And, And, and really engaging with, with the fans, asking them questions. What do they like? You know, what is their preference and things like that? Um,
0: Relentless is defined as showing or promising no abatement of severity, intensity, strength, or pace. Chris is definitely relentless in his pursuit to taking over the hip-hop game. With the right sound, the right message, and the right connections, it's just a matter of time before he is a household name. He's just laying his foundation now to take the world by storm, talking about his journey over the sickest beats you've ever heard. Have you thought about how you're going to tell your journey? Well, Four Direction LLC is a full house book publishing agency that can help you do just that. Check out the website, ladenwilliams.com for more information. Now back to our conversation.
1: Is it do you think that some of the bigger cities yeah. are able to kind of make artists pop before like let's say a local fan base uh would be able to do like you you always you always see artists jumping to like a LA or Atlanta I- to get it off like their first album, and then I guess at some point come yeah. back home. Why is that?
2: Yeah, yeah, and they come back home. I don't, I don't know, man. I just think it's a platform, and I just think being, I think, cause a lot of people from your own home know who you are, but when you when you get in front of people who have no idea who you are, and then you convert them into fans, they're gonna exactly. do nothing but like share it with their people, and then those people yeah. share it with their people. And when we come back home, people already know who you are. You know what I'm saying? They they seen you since you were a little baby. <laughs> You know, so they're just it's going to be kind of slow from them to to catch on to what you're doing, you know, and that could just be because they they think, okay, well, everybody's out here chasing the dream. You know, what are you going to do? You know, but when you go in front of some other people like that changes their whole demeanor. And I and I I just I just I I really just like like that that has to be the mindset of people, you know, you know, when they see you pop in other cities, they're like, oh, snap. Yeah, man, let me catch on the way. You know what I'm saying, young citizen, doing right now. But I'm like, bro, why? What, you know, why didn't you catch on from the very beginning? I was trying to get you converted into a fan from the, from the very beginning, but it, it takes me to have to go somewhere else to come back for you to be like, oh snap, man, like he really popping. But for some reason, like that's society now, you know. And uh, but I don't, but I don't like, I don't, I don't like the concept mm-hmm. of like having to move to another city to like.
1: Yeah, get I definitely so agree with that. And I was actually going to ask, obviously being a Charlotte native. There there's been some Charlotte rappers well before yeah. um the baby, such as De Niro, you hinted on um I know Nige Hood then Indigo Joe, then obviously Elevator J. That's probably one of the biggest names that comes to mind. Um what what is it about Charlotte that Yes I don't wanna say the term holding back, but it is preventing them from getting these bigger I guess getting the names of the artists really out there to the world. See, I don't know.
2: And that's and that's the whole like that's the thing that I'm trying to figure out. Like, yeah, he's dope. Elevated Jay is popping, bro. Like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what it would take for him to get to like a national platform, man. But he definitely, yeah, he, he's agree. definitely capable of being on that platform. You know, his his uh, his his material is phenomenal, man. He keeps like making some great some great uh, great music, bro. But I don't know what it would take, man. I don't, I don't know if it's like, uh... see, I feel like he's. You know, I honestly feel like these bigger cities have, like, uh, uh, you know, this there's, like, a terminology, you know, that I like using mm-hmm. called, uh, called machine. I think, like, L.A., Chicago, New York, uh, Texas, like, they have this machine that can drive and just really get these artists to the top. Where I think Charlotte is still building, gotcha. they're still building that infrastructure and that culture to, to get to that to, you know to get to that level we're not quite there yet but yeah, i feel like we're close. I
1: definitely agree with that. And obviously speaking about the yeah. the the bigger cities and you being an independent artist, have you ever thought about signing like with a big label or do you like um kind of owning your own shop right
2: now or what's your thought on that? I don't know, man. I don't I don't see myself signing to a big label. I wouldn't say signing, but if they want to give me that distribution and that machine, I would do that. But I don't want to sign no contract you know, to an, you know, you know, several album count contract or anything like that. But if they would say something like, hey, man, we'll, you know, we'll help you push your album that you're making your, you know, your own creativity, then I'm, then I'm all for it, you know, and, and giving me that press package, I'm all for that, you know. Um, but as far as sign of Signing albums to it, to a yeah, I think that's the
1: oh, yeah, the trend yeah. nowadays. Anyway, I remember growing up, it used to be cool to be like, "Oh yeah, they're they're signed to Bad Boy. Oh, they're signed to Rockefeller. They're signed to Death Jam." But now, school will be like, "Oh, I'm an yeah. independent artist, and I sold this many records or this many songs by myself, and you own all of that." Like, I think that's the wave now. Exactly.
2: Yeah, man, that's definitely the wave now, man. And then you have these, you know, you have these other independent labels, man. Like one of my favorite. um Independent label is uh, Stone Throw Records. They're out of LA. They have like uh, I think they signed Knowledge. I don't I don't know if you ever heard of like these people. Yeah, you ever someone, someone that or, like, was just on the show they
1: just mentioned uh, um, Trinada literally two days ago.
2: <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's super dope. Um, I want to say Anderson. So when Anderson Pack and Knowledge did that collab- the co- collaboration project. Um, that was under like stone throw. Cause now I think I want to say knowledge is with stone throw. Uh, but it's like a small label out of LA, man. That's super dope. They have some pretty dope artists on there too. That has like, mm-hmm. it's like that underground creativity sound, but it, it pops, you know? And they have like, they have like that Rust uh, they have that Rust cult fan base too, that stick all the time, whatever they do, you know, whatever, whatever the artist does, like that fan base is going to stick, you know, stick with them. Uh, but Stone Throw is a rec- is a, is a label I would be like yeah like what do you what do you need me to do because they give um you know listening to the music I feel like that label literally gives the creators like that that freedom you know that a lot of labels won't give um you know these other artists and like and obviously being an like independent that,
1: artist so. you are um in charge of like your marketing and getting your music out there can you kind of walk me through that process what is that like yeah. Cause I know that that's, that is a full time job
2: in itself. Yeah, it is, man. So, I mean, currently right now, you know, you know, my pops manages me, you know, he handles me. All right. So he mostly handles the business side, but I'm right there with him making sure everything is cool. Um, Like my pops has never worked in music, but he is a businessman that's good with forming relationships. And I, and I definitely trust that. So we're, that's, you know, that's what we're in now. And I, you know, he's been doing great work since we first started working together and formed our, you know, formed our own company and things like that. And then I also have a publicist um, that's been working with me, too. Uh, she's been doing great. Her name is Audrey. She she actually lives in the city. Uh, and then I had this other guy that lives in, uh, he lives uh, down south, like below Alabama. His name is Courtney. So it was really like the four of us uh, really coming together. And and coming up with like the formula. Okay, cool. Like, what are we going to do? How are we going to push this? When are we going to release this? You know, what are the analytics over here? Do we need to do a campaign over here? So it's kind of like us all working together, trying to figure this thing out. And honestly, man, I feel like that's how everybody is—just trying to figure it all out. And then, if you fail, you figure it out again and learn from it and do something better. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it sounds what it's all about. Sounds dope
1: that you have a team in place that's like a support system where you can kind of bounce ideas off of, and they're championing your product, uh, projects, and all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Yeah man. What do you think it is about hip hop that kind of makes everyone want to pick up a mic or drop a mixtape? I feel like literally every day I discover that someone has a SoundCloud page or or they're they're a rapper now or this <laughs> this athlete drops yeah. music. I'm like, "All right. Everyone I, can't be everyone can't be a rapper." Like,
2: bro, yeah. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, but that's just like kids, you know, cuz I uh I mean, that's just like with sports, bro, you know? I um I uh during football season I go to West Charlotte and I and I talk to those uh those kids and they all want to go to the NFL and then me and my homie uh Kanan, we have to tell them, "Hey, listen, not all y'all going to the NFL, bro." You know? <laughs> but that's just like for but that, but that's the thing. They 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 see it on TV, they be like, "Yeah, I can do that." Exactly. But they don't see the work you got to put into it. And I think that's what I think that's what hip hop they, you know, they hear You know, they hear some of these artists not really saying much, but they're famous. They're like, oh, I can pick up a mic and do something, just make something wrong. All right, go ahead. But you gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the marketing, you gotta put in the, you know, the content, the videos, all that stuff comes with it. You gotta get your music mixed, you gotta get your music mastered, you gotta make sure everything sounds right, so that when your music plays on all these different types Mm -hmm. of speakers, different cars, it's all gonna flow. Because you you hear a lot of songs that'll sound good in some headphones. You play it in the <laughs> car, your speakers about to get blown out because it don't even sound right, or you can't even, or you can't even hear the artist. You know, and so I, I think a lot of people just think because they see it, they hear it, they think they think they you know they think they can do it, but they don't want to they don't want to put that that machine behind it. You know that that you know that work ethic that all that all that work that puts into putting a song out. You know, a lot of people come to me saying, hey, man, like, can you produce this for me? Can you write this for me? I'm like, okay, cause, so what is your plan after it's all done? Are you going to get a mix? Are you going to get a master? How are you going to release it? Uh, are you going to do a video to it? You know, and, they, and then when you tell people this, they're just like, oh, I didn't know how to do all that. Yeah, man, it's crazy. And, and, all, and all of it costs money. That's another thing. And that's why they, and, you know, and, and, and. That's why people put stuff on SoundCloud because it's like, well, I'm just putting yeah. it on SoundCloud because it ain't gonna cost me nothing to do anything. So, you know, you know, people don't understand the business side of this, man. It, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of money, and it takes a lot of. time. Yeah. Um, speaking of the work ethic like, and obviously
1: put putting in it. time to kind of create these sounds, I'm familiar with the the Alive sessions you did and the Power People, then the Outcasts. Can you kind of spotlight some of the some of the singles or projects that you've been a part of? You're like you're very proud of.
2: Yeah, man, I was I was really proud of like a of sessions because I literally brought six artists together and we all made like we pretty much made like a mixtape and I produced the whole thing. Um I booked all the sessions, I brought all the artists in. I, I told them, Hey, listen, don't worry about money. I just want y'all to come in. We're gonna record all this music and we're gonna put it out and we're gonna perform it. And that's pretty much what we did. I was pretty proud of that. Outcast was Outcast was dope because prior to outcast i've been wanting to work with Moonlander and rob flow for quite some time like for several years and i finally got them together to do a, a song together and we did it um people really caught on to that song because it has like a you know kind of has like a like a you know like a feel good vibe and then when i did when i did fit uh that was my first like solo pro- solo ep like all me um that I put out, I was very proud of that, man, because I brought in several people to help me with that project. Uh, Sir Charles, um, Sterl, who was, who was my cousin, who's a dope producer. I even brought in my homie Sequence, aka Brandon Smith. He's a producer. Um, And we all just came together, man, and just really made something magical, bruh. Like, those were songs that, like, that I wanted to talk about that though, you know, those are concepts that I came up with. Um, so I was very proud of that too. And and being able to just perform all that, perform all that music with a live band is also a huge accomplishment too, because you don't see a lot mm-hmm. of hip hop yeah. artists with like, with like full bands behind them. You know what I mean? So being able to perform that music that me and my team produced here live.
1: Yeah. I was hoping you, uh, to me too, you so. mentioned my uh, personal favorite single, which is I wish, yeah. um, that's that's my, that's my favorite track. Um, yeah, yeah, I remember when yeah. you performed at uh is it called the is it called yeah, the Blonde Pig? Is that what it's called? Even Muse, yeah, the Even Muse. That's what it's called. Yeah. Oh the
2: even the Muse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. I wish is uh you know it's crazy? That actually came that, that whole concept came from me just being on Instagram one time one you know, one day and uh one of my homies that actually went to Catawba, uh his name is Jura Davis and he uh he was a he was a theater major. And he was literally walking in the, you know, going for a walk in the woods, and started playing this musical, like monologue, um, from this movie called. Uh, it's this musical called Into the Woods, and I was like, bro, what is that called? And he was like, yo, it's the, you know, it's, it's Into the mm-hmm. Woods. I think it was the monologue. It's like the beginning of the, like of the of the show. Uh, so I ended up t- going coming home and playing it, and I was able to come up with like that. Yeah. You hear that part, or it's like that violin, and you hear that girl saying, "I wish." So I kinda chopped that up and then that's when I brought in Sterl. He came over to the crib one day and I was like, bro, I got this sample, bro. And I chopped it. It's already chopped up. I just I just need them hard drums. And literally I played the sample, sent it to him. but like, he was literally sitting in front of my table. I literally airdropped him the the soundbite and I was like, I gotta go downstairs and get something to drink. I came upstairs and the freaking <laughs> house was shaking because the drums were coming in so hard. And I was like, bro, how did you come up with that so quick? Like, I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is it right here. So that's how like, our wish was formed. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was quick. And uh, and I was like, yeah, man, this gonna be the one. Yeah. So like, everybody loves that song, bro. Um, they even love it like when I perform it live too, cause I, you know, with the band and the yeah, I like the that, and, and the I like the video that you just dropped it. for you right. had
1: the gold grills and and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, that's a
2: dope concept. Yeah, yeah. Yeah man, it's <laughs> I, I haven't even worn that grill since then, bro. I don't know how people. i will be honest with you, I don't know how. I don't know how folk wear wear grills. Bro. Yeah, I had a grill. So I had a then. grill.
1: Um, it's probably um, probably a decade I, I ago like, when when it was really popping. I I got this silver grill literally from somewhere in the middle of the mall. I like the mold and all that stuff. Went back, came back, and I was like, I thought I was somebody. That's but what I did. I too. still had a grill, so but yeah, I definitely I don't wear it.
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's sitting sitting in my drawer on my nightstand. I was like, I I can't do it. It just felt weird on my teeth too. That's another thing. So, shout out to everybody that's able to wear a grill and talk because I know um, I see uh, the baby with his all the time. He even eats with. I'm like, Um, yeah,
1: Yeah. I was gonna ask. It sounds like you're pretty busy, um, whether it's with your music or helping others kind of get their sound out. How how do you unwind? Like, what do you like to do in your spare time?
2: Man, I, I I love reading. Um, I'm actually I haven't read your book yet because I I, I just won I'm waiting on that time. So I'm actually while wh- while we are quarantined, right, your book is going to get read, bro. Um, but I love reading. I know last year, you know me and uh, uh me and one of my homies, his name is James. We did like this book challenge where we read right. one book a month. So we, we, I read twelve books last year. Um, so I, I I love reading, uh, spending time, uh, you know, spending time with my family, of course. Uh, I just got into biking, uh, road biking. So um, I just started doing that. So I really enjoy doing that as well. And I just enjoy just chilling, man. Just, just uh, relaxing and watching, like, you know, some documentaries, like some inspirational documentaries, cool. man. I love cool. Um you know, I was like, actually gonna ask shit. obviously you
1: pretty busy with your music and helping others. Are there any other artists that you currently listen to that you like, I wanna work with them one work with them one day or they're pretty dope. I like their sound.
2: Man Yeah man, uh I I really wanna work with Elevator J one day, man. I, every time we see each other, bro, we you know, we always hug it out. Ask how you know each other's because 'cause I met Elevator J back in 2000, I want to say 2011, 2012, so I've known him for quite some time, you know, so when we see each other, man, it's always, you know, it's always love, you mm. always talk about music, it's just it's just that time, man. Um, so I want to do something with him, I want to work with Sayanka. Um I just recently sent De Niro Farrar. actually, that's the thing, I've done, like, I want to say I've done one or two tracks for De Niro Farrar while, like, back in, like, 2013 or 14. But I recently sent him a beat, and he put it on his IG, like, him literally, like, rocking to it. So, um, you know, me and him have talked several times, you know, between this year and last year, saying, you know, we definitely want to work. He wants to come by the crib and just, you know, build and, you know, figure something out, you know. And so, between – so, De Farrar, Elevator J, uh Sianca. Nice. Those are right. probably my top. Three yeah, I'm sure right
1: y'all will cross tracks literally and yeah. physically at, at some point because you have a good sound. They have some good sound. So I can only imagine like what it would sound like if you get all those, um, all of you all in one studio at once. Like that'd be a dope track. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was going to ask, what is yeah, like man, your big picture goal yeah, or where do definitely. you see
1: yourself? I don't like to say the generic. Where do you see yourself in five years? Because five weeks, people are just trying to get back outside and get back to being healthy. So like what's the big picture for Young Citizen?
2: Yeah, for real, man. I don't man really man i i really want to put together like either i i even want to get on somebody's like big national tour i i i would love to do a tour man whether it's like in 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 the u s or like in the u s plus you know overseas too mm-hmm. um whether it's being on somebody's tour or just creating my own um if i was to create my own i, I would i definitely have some artists in mind that i would bring with me uh to make a a big you know a big blowout you know a big show, of course, and of course, I would bring in a band uh, to do that. Um, And I see myself just being musically successful, you know, compose a couple of movies. Um, Let's see, what else? Producing for other artists that have, like, some big records that are nationally known. Um, So that's pretty much what I see. What is your advice for someone
1: that that wants to make music but is worried about what other people would think?
2: Man, you can't, even, you can't even worry about, you know, don't even worry about what other people are going to think. Just do what you feel in your heart that you want to do. Trust your gut, trust your heart, and just go for it. If you make mistakes, who cares? Learn from it. It could be educational from it um, and get motivated by it, but stay in the trenches and just keep working. That's, you know, that's really what I tell people who want to chase their dream and, like, whatever. Yeah, that's that's know, they, good advice, they feel they I appreciate
1: do. you again taking the time to, uh, join the podcast if you have a few uh, extra yeah. minutes i'm gonna put you in the hot seat for a second just to give your take on some yes or no questions all right cool so again just have five quick random questions just want to get your take on them just give me your quick response and your why you ready okay yeah all right bet so um first question unlimited time or unlimited money
2: unlimited time because you can't get time back uh time is very precious and the people you spend time with need to need, need, it needs to make sense because when you wait waste of time is the worst thing ever. Money you can always get back. You can't get time back.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um obviously being a Charlotte native, we transition to sports. So Charlotte Hornets or Charlotte Bobcats? Oh, the
2: the Hornets. I don't know. Who you know, I was talking about the Bobcats last week. Somebody was somebody oh, you know what? It was April Fool's, bro. They were, they were, somebody from the, uh, from the buzz was talking about bringing the podcast back. Nah, bro. It's, it's always Hornets from, from day one. I got you. Got you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't
2: know why they had that, that name change, but
1: it's always important <laughs> oh. to me as well. Like
2: I always, always the Hornets, bro. We need that teal in purple.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, live music or live DJ? Oh, dang.
2: Oh man. I'm i am at i am at Dang, I gotta say, live DJ, bro. Cause shout out to my DJs out there that I know personally, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Good. That, that's a hard one.
1: Yeah, that, that one usually trips people up. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Um. Obviously, being a Carolinian, you're familiar with both of these restaurants. Even though I know you eat a lot healthier now, yeah. Bojangles or Cookout.
2: Oh, Bojangles, bro. That's 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 all day. Give me them seasoned fries. When when I do eat meat, let me, me let me get that cake. Them Supremes or let me get some wings, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you can't go wrong with Bojangles. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> and uh, last question: three people you would like to be in the studio with and why?
2: Okay, Pharrell. All right, it's gonna be Pharrell. All right, it's gonna be all right. I'm I'm gonna count Pharrell in the chat. You guys one. Okay. So that's Nep- Neptune's. I'm gonna have to say Kanye West, and I'm about to say Ron Leslie. Ooh. Yeah, bro, we'll make something crazy. You have your sampling. You will have your crazy. Drums and then you're, and the Ron Leslie give you the whole melody.
1: Yeah, that would that would definitely be a, a dope that'd studio be, session. If you got all those be, people. In one that'd room, be cold, bro. Yeah, that would be that would be cold. facts. Yeah, so I was actually going to ask, what's the first thing you're going to do when this uh timeout is over? I don't like the term lockdown because oh, timeout's are temporary. So
2: yeah, man, I got some new music coming out soon. So you know what I mean. We're just trying to get everything ready for that, man. Okay. I'm actually working on like a big. I'm actually working on a. A pretty big solo project, Now I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, ten songs in that I've, that I've already written. I think I'm rec- looking at my board. I think I've, rec- I've recorded at least five of them. Uh, but I've written like ten songs already, man. It's crazy. So uh, I'm looking to release some new music next month, man. We're just trying to get ready for that. I admit, right now, I'm, I'm in between mixes, and I got to get a hook re-recorded from an artist that I have featured on uh on this one particular song. Mm-hmm. But of course with us being quarantined, I I don't, I don't really trust anybody coming into to my to my crib right now. Exactly. Uh so I kinda got I kinda have to wait until that's been lifted. Mm-hmm. Um and then we can you know really get some things going, man. But yeah, that's that's the first thing I'm doing is putting out some new music. Uh put probably put out a uh you know, a new visual. Mm-hmm. Um and then just try to try to figure out, you know, what what my next move is as far as like performing wise, man. We're we're trying to send emails out. But right now, you know, no 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 venues are open, so you really can't do that right now, man. So that's the you know, that's the plan, man. Get this new music out, video and figure out like, you know, where my next performance is gonna be.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm sure that there's there's always light at the end of the tunnel, so hopefully we will be back to normal sooner than later. Yeah,
2: for sure, man. How
1: you know? How's everything up in New York, man? Yeah, everything's uh going well here. I'm just pretty much just staying in my apartment until they're basically saying it's okay to go back outside. But I'm just trying to stay productive with the podcast. I have other a few other projects that I'm working on. Obviously, taking classes at Columbia right now as well. So I'm staying yeah. busy. Um, before we wrap That's up, good. yeah, before we wrap up, I also wanted to give you a chance to let the people know how they can get connected with Young Citizen. How can they check out some of your new music? Like, feel free to shout out all your platforms, yeah. all your handles, all that good stuff.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. So you can find me, Young Citizen, Y-U-N-G to be exact. You can find me everywhere. Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal. uh, Social media is literally at Young Citizen, Y-U-N-G C-I-T-I-Z-E-N. And you can find me everywhere. My projects are all out there. My videos are on YouTube. Um, Yeah, just search my name and you'll find me.
1: Okay, dope. And I'm going to give you the last uh, few seconds to kind of any last parting words or advice or
2: recommendations yeah. for the people out there listening go ahead Nah, no nah, shout out no first off, shout out to you my brother you know man thank you for putting me on uh on this podcast man i definitely love the work you know that you're doing and to everybody out there that just wants to just chase a dream just just do it you know just just step out on faith and do what you feel you want to do like don't worry about what everybody else is thinking because at the end of the day it's all about you
1: mm. I like that. I like that. That's a good note to end on. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for joining the You Should Listen podcast. I'm your guest, Layden Williams. And we are out.
2: All right. Thank you, brother.
1: All right, no doubt. All right, peace.